Welcome to Not Another Bills Podcast, the weekly show hosted by two of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the Erie Canal. Join Pat Caprio and John Corzilius every Tuesday morning as they discuss everything Bills from a pure fan perspective and talk sports just like regular dudes do. Ridiculous hypotheticals, hot takes paired with out-of-context stats, and way too much talk about how good Josh Allen looks in shorts. Get ready to shout. Another Bills Podcast with John Corzilius and Pat Caprio. All right, all right, all right, fellow humans of the world. It's Cap and Corzo here with some poorly rehearsed but very passionate Buffalo Bills talk. <laughs> <laughs> Solid start. <laughs> Sorry, man. My my neighbors. He's 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 pulling my chain right now. <laughs> oh, I bet he is. Yeah, keep your ringer off. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm John Corzilius. This is Pat Caprio. Yeah, I actually have to ask you: Is it Caprio or Caprio? Yeah, no, it is I've, Caprio. But it is Caprio. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I, I, I mean, I, te- I say Cap. I say Caprio, and like I texted Cap- you to ask before, oh, before I sent it into the voiceover guy, and you no, remember, that's so that's why he says Caprio. No, Caprio over. is good because then it, Cap and Corzo rolls right off the tongue yeah. if we do. Like that's that's true. That's what I thought. I thought Pat Caprio. I mean, yeah. it's I should know by now. We've been friends for what twenty years, twenty two years. I say Caprio <laughs> just because, like, I feel like Caprio, like C A P E R I O. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, this is the show. If you're looking for good takes, you might want to go somewhere else. You know, we are. Not as informed as your typical sports broadcasters, not as experienced, but we do know how to drink a beer and watch some Buffalo Bills football. So if that sounds like you, this might be the place. Now I'll give you a, I'll give you a cold take right now. I was listening to Emmanuel Sanders today, and like I mean, he was giving Josh Allen some props. You know, he really was. But then I started to go back, and he was like, you know, I, he's he throws the ball better than any quarterback I've I've played for. And then I thought for a second, and I was like. Well, he played with post motorcycle accident Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. and um, after Ben, he went to Peyton, who you know they had right. one good year, and that second mm-hmm. year when they, when they won the Super Bowl, Peyton threw more picks than he did touchdowns. So it's like you played with, you know, basically the ghost of Peyton and um, the ghost of Drew Brees in New Orleans. So I am oh. I am hoping, fingers crossed, that he did see them on some great days, and that um you know that statement is with with honesty, you know. <laughs> yeah no they said uh practice today josh allen threw something over the mountains it was like uh deep in cut by beasley or something like that and you remember that uh you remember that throw from the 49ers game where he threw it on his toes and it went right over that guy's hand yeah Fred, uh, Fred warner's yeah 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 no i guess they said it was like that but a deeper pass and it went over two guys and that was Damn. that was the pass that uh emmanuel noticing but 
Yeah, we had some good stuff on Wednesday as well. I mean, uh, McDermott and Bean spoke to the media, and so did uh, Josh and your boy Beasley. <laughs> you know, Hell yeah. which is good that they made him available. He ended up reading that you know six-page statement that he wrote, you know, inevitably in his phone notes or something like that. Well, he, he might like, have had it in his rap notebook. You know what I mean? Those yeah. could have been lyrics. Dropped for a single the, the next too. Track. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. So he, anyway, he read a prepared statement, and it basically started off with, "I'm not pro or anti-vax. I'm pro-choice." Also, so he said he was going to continue tweeting, but not about the vaccine. And so I guess that's a step in the right direction. It'd be nice. Well, if you he know, didn't Jerry have to tweet Hughes at all. He, <laughs> right. Jerry brought him back down to earth a little bit because, you know, I feel like oh. I'm a little bit upset. I heard Jerry. Uh, I don't know if he pulled a hammy or a calf or whatever, but he's. Uh, yeah, he's on the non-football injury list or something like that. Yeah, so he's out for a little bit. Um, two guys on the COVID list. Um, it, that, Dawson Knox, right? And um, I don't know. Who I can't remember if it's is. Dawson Knox or not. I thought it Let was two offensive them. linemen, but oh yeah, yeah you, you know one of the, one of the we'll guys. Just, is we'll Ike, just edit we'll, it out. <laughs> one of the guys is Ike Buckert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, was the other guy Deion Dawkins? Oh dude, if it's if it's the snowman, I would be depressed, man. I'd be like, no. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Beasley also said that he and uh, he and Jerry had a pretty good phone call after their Twitter exchange and kind of worked all that stuff out, which I guess is you know a step in the right direction. Josh was available to the media as well. Um, of course, kept his vaccination status close to his chest. Uh, probably means he isn't vaxxed, I would guess. But um, that brings up the question: Are they going to have a, a quarantine QB again this year? Which you know, if only one or two of their Top two QBs. I mean, I guess it matters. Is um, is Trubisky vaccinated? Because if if he was vaccinated, then you'd be able to carry two QBs around and, and not have to quarantine Jake Fromm. I mean, they have been talking up old Mitch Trubisky at camp. I mean, God forbid. Hopefully, he never has to get in there. But you know, I guess the other thing that's pretty cool about when Jake Fromm is the quarterback, you know, that gets to chill away from Highmark Stadium is the fact that. You know, he goes hunting with the Lamb brothers from Oakfield, NY. I think that it's it's pretty crazy that, like, we don't even live in our hometown anymore. And, like, Jake Fromm has been there. We'll probably get to see a lot of Mitch in the in the preseason for sure. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping be, he ends I'm, up being preseason hero like A.J. McCarron way back in the day. Yeah, well, I just don't want to see Josh take the more. Maybe more than, like, 10 snaps total in the preseason, really, you know. That's true. I mean, yeah, you look at guys like Brady, they're lucky if they played a single snap in the preseason, but that's just because they're ready to go. And, you know, if you think, if they think Josh is ready to go, they're probably not going to put him in there because that's literally the only thing that could derail the season at this point, which is something that I'm not even going to jinx or start to talk about. So I guess uh, something I'm looking into, Johnny Corzo, right here is uh, who needs to step it up? September 2021, who do you think has to step up or get out in the 716? Well, honestly, so I, I, I see what we've already got written down for both of our answers. And, you know, it's it's funny that we're actually looking at the same kind of correlation between Josh and his leap from year two to year three as we are with these players because these are both guys that got two years underneath their belt and then, you know, moving into year three. So I got Devin Singletary, honestly, because the the running back room is getting a little crowded and you know he's one year ahead of Moss in his rookie deal and stuff like that so Singletary lo- has looked awesome in the offseason which you know Instagram photos yeah. don't mean anything but the dude looks 
like he's really ready to go and really in shape. And it's crazy so, because, you know. like, I mean, I think he must have had a little bit of baby fat on him because, like, he said he's only lost three pounds. Like, you know what I mean? So that probably means that even last season, maybe he wasn't in the best shape that he could have been because, I mean, 200 pounds of muscle is like, you know what I mean? That's that's something you yeah. have to work towards, man. It's like, you know, I'm 190 pounds and I look like Tony Gwynn, not like, you know what I mean, Devin Singletary. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I, I think like... I mean, if you're if you're 200 and like he's a little guy, I mean, he's what, five, seven, five, eight, like, uh, you know, hopefully he's yeah. put the work in. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that the biggest thing that he's looking to improve in is his quick cut speed. So is his agility and stuff like that, you know, been able to do those one cut upfield runs and, you know, where sometimes, you know, he's kind of yeah. doing the McCoy thing where he's going back and forth, whereas, you know, you kind of need him to be more of a hard cut back, uh, a single cut, plant the foot, go upfield, you know, seven yards, and then occasionally break one off. But I'm sure we'll get into more of that when we talk about the no, I agree. the running back room because that's that's an interesting story heading into not only, you know, what they're going to do for the roster, but who's going to dress on game day as well. So we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, let's get to your your answer for who needs to step it up in 2021. Like, who do you, who do you see that? He kind of needs to improve on where they were last year. I see the big fella out of uh, University of Oklahoma, Cody Ford. I mean, you know, I was talking with Johnny about this before the show. I mean, maybe, you know, I just have a bad taste in my mouth from watching the play where they, they, they threw the flag on Cody in the, you know, wild card round against the Texans two years ago. Just Which to, they took back, by the way. I mean, not officially. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I was, I was pretty upset and like, I, I can remember going to the gas station after that game and like the, the guy behind the counter, you know, will do the one who's always smoking. He doesn't even go in the store <laughs> half the time. And he was like, fucking Cody Ford. But you know, and it's like, I, I feel so bad because like you said, Johnny, like, you know, I, I'm sure he did piss off like all of Western New York, but also like in 2021, they were like, this is an example of a bad call. So, I mean, also remember that that Houston loss is what created electric Josh. Like that was when the super villain no, Josh Allen true. was born. Like you see that look on the <laughs> sidelines. Like that that's when it started. You know. <laughs> Not that it wouldn't have come anyway, but you gotta, no, you gotta ask true. yourself. No, but I mean that is a great point. For as mad as I am at Cody Ford, maybe Cody Ford needs to play poorly again so that Josh can get better. I was I was at a friend's wedding that day for that game. I, I was not paying attention to that wedding whatsoever. And when it went into overtime, I was driving home and listening to it on on WGR or something like that. And I just remember being so upset after that game and seeing that block and stuff like that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff that has happened when I've been listening on the radio. Whenever I'm watching, it's totally fine. But like when we were playing the Browns a couple of years ago and Jerry Hughes had that strip sack that got oh, called back, that was because I was listening on the radio. I was getting off a flight that day. I was flying back from Buffalo to Nashville. And people always like to bring that up, John. They like to say, you know, who would win head to head? Bills, Browns. And then they're like, they, they pull that bogus, you know, that bogus game for 2019. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> both teams are are very different from where they were when that game was played for sure. It would have been, honestly, Bills, Browns would have been a more interesting matchup last year for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, even, I mean, I loved Bills, Ravens. Like that was probably like the, the most excited I've ever been watching mm-hmm. a playoff game. Like. You know what I mean? At least for, uh, at least the playoff game yeah. where the Bills were in it. You know what I mean? 
But I, I mean, I, I think that that would have been crazy. Like that's what I, when you think about it, like if, if Chad Henney doesn't go and be a straight hero in Arrowhead stadium, we're playing the Browns at home for the I AFC know, championship game. You know? I was rooting like, for that hard, but Oh, well, I mean, could still happen this year, honestly. Um, but, but yeah, let's get back into that running back battle. Cause I think that's a really interesting conversation when you're talking about who's the odd man out. So, Right now, we got Motor, Moss, Brita, Williams, Jones, and Wade, right? So we got Christian Wade exempt yeah. on the practice squad. I don't see him making the active roster because they can hang on to him on the practice squad for a free 11th player. I wonder if they can do that with yeah. um, the other British guy. F.A. Obata. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. But anyway. I, I think F.A. is going to be a big contributor either way. But Yeah, which would be awesome. Anyway, so you got... You got Taiwan Jones, who is nearly a lock for the roster at this point because he's such a special team. Yeah, he came up in the teamer. press conference. Like Brandon Bean mentioned him, I, or maybe it was McDermott. Well, I, I don't remember. But Taiwan Jones was the guy that made Mikel Hardman muff that that punt in the AFC Championship. And yep, you know Taiwan was the guy who retired on like the whatever far. Yeah, I think I line. think they called him an elite gunner. I mean, he obviously is, but that's what they referred to him as. Yeah, in, in oh, the those, press guys, conference. those guys make. I mean, and I guess I guess that's a good point though too, Johnny. It's like if they wanted to keep another guy in the running back room, they I don't know, they might have to list Taiwan Jones as different position. I mean, it's possible Maybe. you're still gonna you know lose that elsewhere, but I would I would guess that they're gonna carry four, and it's gonna be between Brita and Williams for that final spot. Although. There are some oh, people man. who think I that... I think Matt Breida's going to play a lot, dude. You think so? I mean, he is. He's killer. He's crazy fast. I mean, that might be your your hot take for the day is that Breida's going to be active on game day because whoever it is, Jones is going to be active on game day. You know that. And then Moss or Motor, whoever comes out, you know, is being the... Uh, so it's really between Motor, Moss, and Breida. And two of those three are going to be active on game day. And so you're looking at... You know who is it? Is it going to be Singletary or Moss who's not active on game day? If you're if you're thinking that Brita well, is going to be yeah. there, so no, that's true. I mean, that's a good point. I guess I guess we're underestimating the value of Taiwan Jones, or just realizing that Taiwan Jones has to be on the team in order for them to play well. Yeah, oh, I mean, but that's, that's just, the thing is you're never going to use three running backs in a game. Jones, you know, he's you know you're punting. I mean, the Bills don't punt that much anymore, but. You're still, you're still punting a couple times a game, whereas you know your third running back is getting zero to five snaps at max. You know, unless you got an injury oh, or true. two. But, well, I guess I was thinking more so as well. Like, and maybe this is something. Like, I know Zach Moss. I mean, he he did an all right job catching the ball. Honestly, he had a couple big catches even mm-hmm. in that Indianapolis game when he hurt himself. But like. I think that that's really going to be the, the deciding factor too is like which one of these guys I guess you know could play in the slot and be a pass catcher or who is the most effective pass catcher out of the backfield and I mean you said last year that like I mean I, I guess that's the other thing that like and I'll let you talk about it more in a second but I, I mean I guess they're all good pass protectors too like yep I mean yep. it's it's hard to and uh, after all that you know do you still got Williams there who Showed promise last year. He had a great game. Yeah, he had a great game against uh, Denver, wasn't it? Uh, Dolphins, I think. Second half. I think he had like oh, no, that two was touchdowns the in the second you're half. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking about the motor touchdown at the end of the Denver game. 
running back highlight. Yeah, dude, that was hilarious. He was doing the stat. He was doing the stat patter. Exactly. Oh yeah, <laughs> Matt Barkley throwing dimes in that game too. Oh dude, he hit. Gabe, I mean, Gabe Davis. I'm sure was happy to have six touchdown catches as well. Oh, dude, I'm gonna miss Matt Barkley. Like, uh, no, no doubt that Trubisky is an upgrade, but that doesn't mean that we're not gonna miss Barkley. Have you seen like they have like a panorama of Taron Johnson taking that interception back in the playoffs and mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Matt Barkley, he looks like he's like jumping out of his skin, dude. The man is like so excited. Well, I mean, he also gave us that iconic highlight at the Steelers game a couple years ago where, you know, they're playing uh, they're playing the stick song over the PA and he's swinging his towel as big as he can. (laughs) That was a highlight for sure. Yeah, that was a game that, man, that's when it all started, really. That was the beginning of Josh clinching a playoff berth and damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good Steelers games in the past few years. I would have been pissed if we lost it. I mean, not that Duck Hodges is a scrub, but like he's a scrub. He now. is, yeah. Like at least for the at least for the small sample size we've seen. But like I felt like that game and then the Big Ben game was just like like the Bills have been on on the losing side of that like so many times oh, yeah. where like your defense plays good in the first half and then you just can't put up the points. Like oh yeah, you know so it's new Bills, dude. New day. All right, you want to get in a Sabres update? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, let's see if we can roll this thing. It's time for the weekly Sabres update. All right, all right, all right. Hey, uh, hey, Pat. Yes. I got a question for you. What's up, John? Have the Sabres made the playoffs yet? No, they have not since 2011. This has been your weekly Sabres update. Anyway, back to the Bills. Up next, we got who are you watching at training camp? Like, and Pat looks like you forgot to fill out the section. But that's okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna try to plagiarize because you do have some great picks right there. You know, I'm, hey, I'm also ahead, excited ahead. to see how Isaiah. Yeah, go ahead and steal one. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal the big fella. First guy you got on your list, Isaiah Hodgins. Man, I mean, he was one of the guys where. I'm very intrigued with him because they said before he hurt himself that he and Gabe Davis were very close in camp. Mm-hmm. So like I would be interested and he's got a little bit more size, you know, he's like six, four, yep. you know, I, I feel like, and also like Oregon state is such an underrated school for wide receivers. Like you got Chad Johnson, TJ Hushmanzada, and maybe now Isaiah Hodgins. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? It's true, though, man. I mean, Oregon State, man, they got some underrated effing dudes. And Jordan Poyer's from Oregon State, honestly. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Down there in Eugene. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who I got. I got uh, Tommy Sweeney. Um, I mean, he was on the COVID list last year. I think he had an injury as well. Um, and he looked pretty good in camp, too. Like you said, Isaiah and Gabe were kind of paired up. He and He actually looked a little bit better than... Dawson Knox last year in camp, if I recall, and I, I heard that I heard that Dawson dropped his first pass at uh, training camp. So you know that's never good. That's what my dad was. I was talking with my dad today, and he was like, "Well, I don't know how much you can practice catching, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, he was talking about catching these ping pong balls with different <laughs> spins and going to tight end university. He's like, you could get an A plus in tight end university, and this guy's still gonna drop the fucking ball, like." <laughs> So, I mean, 
I for for our sake, I I hope that he does well, man. Honestly. Oh yeah, I like I love Dawson Knox. Like you know, I I have you know I'll yell at him during a game when he drops a pass, but I am on Team Dawson Knox. He may, he more than makes up for it. So you know, if you can get those hands right, you know, hopefully we have something in the tight end position because I don't see I don't think you're going to see that from anybody else on the roster at this point. Even Tommy yeah. Sweeney could be dependable, but I don't see him being. You know, he's not going to be a Travis Kels or anything close, you know, anytime soon. But anyway, also, I got I got AJ Epinesa on my list and he's somebody who we kind of forgot about last year. I feel like a little bit. I mean, not for no reason, because obviously he, you know, he wasn't contributing at, uh, you know, at a large volume last year. I mean, they have a pretty heavy rotation, but, you know, he's he sat the first couple games out, didn't even, you know. He was he wasn't dressing for game day, so apparently he's lost some weight. Got kind of a different form yeah. about him, so you know I guess we'll see what we get. And you know, obviously the rookies are going to be competing for time at, at that spot too. So you know, if you if you're getting a heavy rotation out of these guys, you got way more depth than you've had in the past too. So you know, if you've got you know fresh people coming in all the time. You know, hopefully you're gonna get you're gonna see more team stats and them getting to the quarterback faster. And I mean, yeah, I agree. And like, I just hope. I mean, I definitely understand Trent Murphy kind of you know having to part ways with him, and it sucks because he's had some awesome times for the Bills, man. Like, yeah, some awesome times. Trent Murphy had a huge game that game where Kyle Williams scored a touchdown in Miami. Yeah, went to the playoffs. Yep. You know, and like, I mean, he was the guy who knocked Lamar Jackson out of the AFC divisional round, but like, not an accomplishment, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to see what these young guys will bring. I think another guy that's underrated on the D line, man, um, Daryl Bam Johnson, dude. Like, I know he plays a lot of special teams, but like, he does. I look at him. He I'm does. Like, this, I, He's actually, I mean, I'm going to have to take a good look at the depth chart because after adding two guys at his position, you kind of have to wonder if he's going to be on the game day roster, you know, which yeah. is tough because he does contribute so much on special teams. So I think it'll come down to if those rookies can contribute on special teams as well as he does, because that's that's going to be a huge part of it. No, I agree, man. And that like that interior defensive line spot, you know, like those two, you know, whether, you know, you're playing nose or you got two tackles out there. Like, I mean, I think star is pretty proficient. At playing nose and like I guess Star and Harrison Phillips, at least for like three plays, um, you know, would be would be a good combo. God, you know, God forbid. I just hope Harrison Phillips doesn't get hurt again because that poor dude's worked so hard to like yeah. get on the field. But like other than those two, I really don't know who who we have. That's I mean, obviously you could say Ed Oliver, but he plays a lot outside too. I yeah. mean, you know, and he plays like he he plays this position while I think people. Give him a lot of crap because his stats aren't that good, but it's also like well, you know people did that to Star too, and then they noticed the what they were missing last year when they didn't have him. You kind of you don't know he doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but he'll eat up two offensive linemen. And I bet you, I bet you that Edmonds is going to have a much better year only because Star is back. Yeah, like and and just for that reason, I mean for other reasons as well, but mostly that and his own development. Give a little bit of slack to Ed Oliver, man. Dude's playing his scheme. And I think that, you know, if he's, you know, because we, we were pretty thin there, you know what I mean? If he can play less snaps and have, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little, higher quality pass rush in those snaps. Yeah, some fresher legs, I, I think for sure. And he's yeah. he's still young too. I mean, you know, 
that's not to be understated. People, you know, these guys on the Bills, I, I think that pivotal year is your third year. You know, you look at a lot of guys yeah. that exploded at their third year. You know, you got Josh, a couple other guys on the roster. You know, people that were still waiting to make that, you know, not prolific jump. Like, we don't expect that out of anyone besides Josh, really. But, you know, Harrison Phillips, he had kind of a tough year last year. Didn't really make that second to third year jump. I think he's... I think he's going into his fourth year if I got him right. Yeah. But now do you think Zimmer makes the team? That is a good question. With all that depth, you know, does Zimmer find himself on the outside yeah. looking in? I mean, uh, we'll for- I hope we'll so, forever dude. love him for, you know, <laughs> knocking the ball out of Cam Newton's yeah. hands. But Oh, dude. <laughs> Definitely, if nothing else. But I, I would like to see the guy make the team. I mean, but like you said, Johnny, ultimately if the team is good enough. It wouldn't be, I mean, it would be indicative that the team's pretty damn good if he gets cut. Exactly. Bad for Zimmerman, good for us. You'll notice, <laughs> I mean, these last few years, it's so funny when cut time comes around at the end of training camp, you'll see like two or three bills get claimed on waivers and that never used to happen. You know, that's the kind of depth that they've built. And like being is just as good as building the back half of the roster as he is the front half. And like yeah. he turns over those last three players and every once in a while you find somebody that can contribute you know, you don't have a stagnant, yeah, you know, back 10 on your roster or anything like that. But I mean, the man has pulled some, he's pulled some diamonds in the rough, really, when you think about it. Like, yeah. I mean, Levi Wallace, man, like, yeah. if you, I mean, he's, you can arguably say that that was one of the weakest parts of the defense, but on a pretty strong defense, and he really held it down. I mean, yeah. he was rotating with Josh last year. Um, but I mean, that that battle will be interesting. For an undrafted, for an undrafted rookie free agent, you know, mm-hmm. humble beginnings. I feel like he's definitely proven his spot. And I'm gonna miss Josh Norman too. Tbh, <laughs> people of the world. Tbh, he had people he did of the some world. Great things because for you know Buffalo. what? I, f- I felt bad when when they didn't resign yeah. him because you know he is he had already started a, a Buffalo based charity and was already given back. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to this year if he's. If he's in camp with anybody. I don't even know if he's going to play, man. I mean, he might be retired, but. Dude, Duke can ball. I miss him. You know, and I feel like he he also got a bad rap for the Derrick Henry situation. And it's like, listen, dog, we all been, we all been there. You know what the funniest part about that play was to me is that the play didn't count. There was like a holding penalty on the Titans or something like that. And that still made like the end of the year NFL highlight reel. <laughs> it's like that yeah, play did man. not happen as far as I'm concerned. On the stat sheet, did not and it's show like, up. And it's happened to everyone that's played football at every level, you know. Josh Norman, wherever you are, buddy, it wasn't your fault, dude. Thank you for putting your body on the line. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I mean, I think that cornerback two position is going to be... I mean, because, dude, I'll tell you what. Dane Jackson. Exactly. He looked good last year, too, when they put him in. And, I mean, nobody's going to complain about having depth at that position, too, because, I mean, they had to have guys step up with COVID last year, you know. They were they were missing a couple guys at that spot uh, with the COVID situation, and you know, of course, you know, no one's immune to injuries, and God forbid Trey White go down for any reason, but it, oh, it'll dude. be good to have. You know, you don't want a fall off between your second and your third corner, and I know they got great nickel guys too. Like they got Saron Neal for the big nickel, and they got Taron Johnson, yeah. who you know has been the hero for sure. You know, a nickel corner. Well, and it's crazy too. Like you think about Taron Johnson. I mean, that guy got benched halfway through the year. Yep. You yeah, you know, to have that mental toughness to to come back and make a huge play. Like he was another. A lot of he was another late round find by Bean, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, honestly, you might want to share this with 
Oh, I can't share screen, can I? He would have been drafted a lot higher, but like he's on like the ultimate like bloopers of the NFL combine. Like his first play, he was going out to do a catching drill and the ball just drilled him right in the f-ing eye socket. I totally forgot yeah. that that was him. Every single time uh, <laughs> I remember that video, I forget that. So that was, was I mean, that was honestly probably the best thing to happen to Taryn. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, got to the Bills for know. that. Oh, man. That was a good meme for I'm, a couple I'm years. I'm hoping to there. see it. Oh, it was, dude. <laughs> Until like he's an actual dude, and then they're like, "Oh, we can't, we can't do that." Taren, Taren's a, he's he's a student of the game, but um, <laughs> you know, I I also want to see, I also want to see what the hell's up with this Cam Lewis man. He played all right, you know, and I've I watched some of the UB games, you know, because they're on local TV yep. still in Buffalo, and like you know, he got hurt in the in the Chiefs game, but like I mean, those first, I guess it would have been the first five games, first four games, like you know. He he came in sparingly, but like I, I thought he did a decent job. Like he was playing more than Dane Jackson, who had a great year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, honestly, it'll be a super interesting battle to watch. I mean that, and you know the only other starting position that's up for grabs is what is it, left tackle or not tackle? I'm sorry, left guard. Uh, yeah, left guard. Yeah, yeah, gonna be between Forrest and uh, Cody Ford, Cody Block in the back, <laughs> Cody Block yeah. in the back. <laughs> So, I mean, all right. Do you want to get, I don't know. I don't, do you want to get into our next segment? Uh, I think this one yeah, for yeah. our listeners, this is going to be, this is going to be a good one. Um, we're going to do this every week. Um, Pat's going to do the homework on this because, you know, he had this idea. I think it's pretty cool. We're going to do our salute to standouts of the drought. And I'm going to start playing the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, way back in the year 2002, all right, Peerless Price, this animal had 1,200 and a half receiving yards, 13 and a half yards per catch. He caught a pass for 73 yards and took it to the house, along with nine total TDs. You know, this guy and Eric Moulds, Last two dudes to have a thousand yard season together. Not even Mr. Cole Beasley. Stefan Diggs could do that. Amperuge had disrespectful Madden ratings the entire time. But you know what? Us real fans in Buffalo, we, we know that EA folks don't watch the game. Forever in our hearts. Peerless price, bud. Wherever you are, we're thinking of you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Peerless price. That's a good one to start with because, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you're going to do a salute to the standouts of the drought. Well, you got Fred Jackson. You're going to do Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and start with those guys. You know, maybe a, True Bledsoe further down the list, but now Peerless Price, yeah, underrated no, talent. Dude. Also, I mean, he was also on teams with Eric Moulds, and everyone remembers Eric a lot more than Peerless Price. But the two dudes, I mean, that was yeah, a good one two punch. Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, if they didn't, that's like the, oh man, I feel like the Bills definitely have had like so many situations where like one game destroys like, because that was the year when, when, when he and Eric caught, you know, whatever, they had a thousand yards each receiving. That was the game where we just had to beat the Steelers backups. Oh, yep. Yeah. Last week of the season. So, nope. After that huge streak, I remember watching that game. I mean, I was like, what, eight? 
Or was that the same season? Or I thought I that was so. 04 where the Steelers game. Yeah, 04 I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. you. No, I was eight. You were, in third, you were in third grade. I was in second grade, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And <laughs> for our audience, since we didn't explain this before, Pat and I are full drought buddies. We, uh, we were friends from like 99 on, like... So we, we've been through this together. All we remember is the drought. We're drought babies. You know, I don't remember the Music City Miracle, even though I live in Nashville and get reminded about it all the time when I wear my Bill's gear out anywhere. Andre Dyson, what a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a forward lateral. <laughs> it was a forward lateral, man. If his name wasn't Bruce Matthews, it would have been like, they would have called the play right away. The Matthews last name, man. You get, a, you get away with a lot of that stuff out there in the NFL with the Matthews last name. You do. But anyways. So, Pat, you got any <laughs> bold predictions for this year? So, I would say my most uh, my most bold prediction for this year, I would not be surprised if Tremaine Edmonds signs a big deal somewhere else after this year. Ooh. They don't extend him for that last option. Well, wait a minute. If they didn't, ex- if they picked up his fifth year option, he's got a fifth year option. Yep, Th- that's not this oh, year. Did they? They already picked fifth year is next year. You pick up the okay. fifth year option after your third year. Does that make sense? Okay. So he's still got yeah, two years. I was thinking going after. I was thinking going after year four, but it's like they already made sure to do that in the third year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you run that again? I'm gonna have to think <laughs> of another prediction. <laughs> I did. I did. Honestly, I, I could see him getting cut, though. <laughs> you don't. So really, you don't believe in Tremaine Edmonds that much, huh? Well, nah, dude. I just know he hurt his shoulder the same way I hurt my shoulder, and the same way Cam Newton hurt his throwing shoulder. Oh yeah, and we all know how good Cam is throwing these days. Oh, dude. And it's like, dude, I can. So, sometimes my shoulder hurts wiping my ass, man. No lie. So it's like you know, <laughs> I, not that I don't have, not that I don't have faith in him, but I also know like that's a serious, serious injury. Mm-hmm. You know, so. We'll have to see. Yeah. But yeah, can we roll that yeah, again, man? Yeah, for sure. No, I, get, I, I got the other thing down. Just just roll your take. What What is your bold prediction for this year? Josh Allen rushes for eight touchdowns again. That's not... And 600 yards on the 600 ground. yards? Okay. What, what were his stats last year? Do you know? Do you uh, know how many? Well, he had eight TDs. He had eight TDs, but he's in the 400s for rushing. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Honestly, maybe I'll even say I would say he might 700 yards, dude. I gotta say, I, I think, feel like he's gonna run it, dude, a lot. I think he's gonna run less. I I think maybe. that I I think that they're starting. Well, depending to, on how good, depending on how good our backfield is, like, yeah, I, I mean, of course he's gonna scramble. Well, I'm thinking like he's scrambles scramble. too. I mean, I really hope they do less designed runs. I mean, I love seeing that big. I mean. Teams actually kind of figured out that sweep by, you know, after they did it a couple times. But the Colts game, they were going like single linebacker and Josh was still trying to run up the middle and struggled. You know, they were doing quarterback draw like over and over again. So I, I think you'll see less designed runs just to try to keep him healthy because, you know, you're trying to hedge your bet there. You know, if you... No, that's It's not going to be worth losing Josh Allen for a couple games or the year to gain 20 yards. You know, nothing is worth that. I mean, no, you might true. see him go off in the Super Bowl if he's improvising or something like that and he's trying to get true, it done. But true, I guess. They're really just going to be trying to hold him back this year, I, I feel like, when it comes to that. Because he's he's so dangerous with his arm these days. Like, yeah. I, I, my, I, my prediction, and this isn't my official bold prediction, is that he'd 
he'd go down for less yards than he did last year and less TDs. Or maybe the same number of TDs because I think they'll still rush him in the red zone. But maybe less yards and more TDs. What do you throw for? 38 TDs, 36? Something like that. I don't remember. Less. But it wasn't it wasn't like an outrageous number. No, it wasn't as much as Rodgers had. I mean, that was that was the only stat that he was really lagging behind Rodgers. Yeah, if Rodgers threw what? 49 touchdowns? Something man. like that. Yeah, it was it was Devontae Adams, man. Yeah. But I appreciate you talking me back down because I do like to romanticize like 2019 Josh where he's just like doing the, 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 <laughs> oh, dude. the, the f- John Brown dance. I love it too. And it's it's so funny to see the transition between then and now because you know I'm like, heck yeah, let's go Josh. Like knock somebody over, jump over a linebacker. And now I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> is, he, is he getting no, up? No, it's true, man. <laughs> It's true though. I mean, like you you you're not wrong, man. The 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 sake of the season depends on that. Like yeah. when he was out for a second in Oakland, like yep. Matt Barkley first snap just got drilled, dude. He didn't even get into his reads. It was just like he was just yeah. shoulder pads to the face. Like I, will say, I mean that, there won't that be definitely a, there won't be as big of a drop off this year between QB one and QB two. You know, even though Matt Barkley no, can ball on a good day if his line is blocking, but you know, he's no Josh Allen. Well, I also feel like McDermott and Bean are like, listen, we got the, we got the sports car, but let's let's also let's let's lease the Chevy Cruze right now, man. You know, we'll just keep it Not in the driveway. Chevy I feel like I he's a Chevy Silverado. Yeah, yeah, Silverado flex fuel gets good mileage. <laughs> short bed, he does. He's easy to park. Although, I mean, if you're comparing quarterbacks <laughs> to vehicles, I feel like you'd have to be a little bit tougher to be compared to a, a truck. You know, what is is he like? Is he like a midsize sedan or? Or yeah. like maybe, I don't know, maybe like a, a like, like a soccer mom SUV, I think, you know, where he's like, yeah, he's a that's little, what I was thinking, a little like a bit GMC. tougher and more reliable than a car, but not a pickup yeah. truck. It might have to be, he might have to be like a Chevy Tahoe or like a Suburban yeah. because I feel like the Jeeps are like too friendly and like. Uh, sur- <laughs> I feel like Suburbans are too cool. I, I would put him at. <laughs> no, that's I would true. Put he's him not at, that like cool. A mid-size Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, he's got AWD, but like you just know you, you. I mean, you'll drive it. It'll get you there safely, but like you, you could be getting there more swag. My bold prediction this year is I don't think the Bills and the Chiefs are going to meet in the playoffs. I think they're going to have a, a regular season game. It's going to go the way it goes. And I think that hopefully it's the Chiefs, but one or the other, they're going to be the one, to, the one in the two seed. I, I don't doubt that whatsoever, but I think one of them is going to get upset in one of the first one to two rounds of the playoffs. And, you know, we saw that with Kansas City last year. You know, they almost, I mean, that Browns game came down to the wire. I mean, two years ago, Titans game came down to the wire as well. I mean, there, any I mean, any any good team, no matter how good they are, becomes vulnerable in the playoffs. I mean, the Bills almost lost that Colts game too. That was... Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, you could count off four teams, really. Colts, Browns. Ravens, Titans, like yeah. on any given Sunday, I think us or the Chiefs could drop a game to those guys. Like, oh, easy. And you don't even have to have your worst day if that team's just clicking. So I, I I think that, you know, no matter who's the one in the two seed, I think that, you know, whoever's remaining is, is going to be playing a lower seed in the championship game. I don't I don't think that both of them are going to survive through the playoffs, even though historically we have seen one and two seeds do the best in the playoffs in the last 10 years. It used to be, you know, 
2000s, you'd see a six seed make it all the way through. There was a lot of teams like yeah. the Seahawks and Steelers that used Eli to do Eli Manning. It. Yeah. Oh, the Giants I think he was also. a six seed twice. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, that just doesn't happen as much anymore. I mean, trying to think of recent years. I know it has happened recently. There was a, there was a lower seed that made it into the championship. I can't remember, but definitely in the last I 10 years. I think it was years. the Titans, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Titans yeah. made it. Yeah. And then you had the, the Jaguars, you know. Oh the yeah, the Bills. with Blake Bortles, man. <laughs> How did that team oh, make it to the championship? Dude, we should I have no idea. I, I have no idea, man. And like they, I think what did we lose? Ten three, we lost that game. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles, I think, had more rushing yards than passing yards. Oh, that was like, a tough game. That was a happy to be there game, but it yeah. was it was tough to watch, for sure. So your prediction, your your prediction would entail which which team left standing though. Uh, either you don't wanna... either I, I I am I am hoping that it's the Bills. I am not going to put any stake in. Okay, the Chiefs are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like, but Bills or Chiefs, I think it's more likely than not that one of them will fall before the AFC Championship. But well, how do you? F- I mean, we still got a regular season game with them, so it's not like they're not going to play this year or anything like that. And I'm sure either way, you know. This could go two ways. You know, you have the Bills win the regular season game and then Chiefs fans are like, well, we would have beat you in the playoffs if we were playing your lamb. You know, because that's how people in Kansas City sound. Down and, you know, you could have, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's my prediction. So. Well, all right. Yeah. Either way, I th- that's a pretty safe one. I think that honestly, dude, I think you could say the same with the NFC. You could be like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Bucks. Or the Packers. Right. I mean, you could make bold predictions about the the Bucks. I, you know, even though they're returning all their, their entire lineup, I mean, I think they're going to have a similar season to the last year where they don't hit their stride till the playoffs. Yeah, I don't expect them to be dominant in the regular season. No, we got to play them in the regular season though, right? Yep, yep. Oh, man. That game is in December or November. I think it's late November. Is it at the Rolf though? Well, the, no, the high no, mark? that's it. It's it's in Tampa Bay. Okay, well, if it was at the Rolf, I would say like, let's get a squad. Yeah, Tom Brady's go down Tom there Brady's and watch won. Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's won too many games in uh, at the Rolf or High Mark. I remember yeah. last time I saw Tom Brady at the Rolf. Man, it was the game where you remember where Rob Gronkowski took that huge cheap shot on on Trey White. Oh, on Trey. Oh, I'll yeah, never forget dude. it, dude. I was at the, I was at that game. As long as as long as we play Tom in Tampa Bay and it, he doesn't win in Buffalo, like <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, we were hoping for the the Bucks Bills Super Bowl last year, but you know, well, that's true though. Who like knows we were how saying, that would have gone? I mean, how painful would have that have been to lose to Tom Brady again? Oh, oh, I mean, that's like that's PTSD from our childhood, like. Every single time I threw remotes at the TV, I I saw that twice a year for 17 years. <laughs> I mean, with a couple exceptions. Obviously, you got the uh, that one uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Fred yeah. Jackson game where they iced it, and then Ryan Lindell kicked the game win. That that was in Orchard Park, and then of course you got the 31 to zero game. But I yeah, mean, we we're lawyer Malloy, lawyer Malloy yeah. was telling them the plays. <laughs> yep. And that was where Sam Adams had yeah, that. Yeah, he was rumbling. Pick dude. six. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then of course, you know, New England at the end of that season beat us thirty-one to zero. That's one of the more ironic turns. And but yeah, stuff looked good that year up until 
fourth or fifth game. We had a lot of those kind of seasons throughout the drought. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into our next segment. Uh, this was uh, also a pad idea. Uh, Bill superlatives. So we're just going to roll off a couple of most likelies here and uh, see what you think. All right, first up, player you'd most likely want to have a beer with. Well, I'd have to say uh, Mr. Lee Smith, man. The big fella running the 40 at 4.94 seconds out of uh, Marshall University. Yeah, no, I mean, you you're know, watching yeah. that video right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, before before we pulled this up, I did. I mean, he, him, and Tom Brady, they had, they were very similar stroke when it came to running the the forty yard dash. But anyways, dude, I mean, the guy went to college in West Virginia. Like, I would assume he can slam brews, and like, you know, also, I mean, the dude does have a couple. Well, at least one Dewey I'm seeing here on his Wikipedia page. So like, I'd like to have a beer with him so I could be like Lee. Let me drive you home, dog. Like, I don't, I don't want you having to deal with that shit again you know so lee smith ladies and gentlemen for sure dude honestly uh brandon bean uh trading lee smith to the falcons was kind of like dwight trading up for magic beans at the uh <laughs> the garage sale in the office or jim jim rather getting a telescope with magic beans like that was that was a baller move big baller bean. absolutely something out of nothing man what about you johnny who would you like to have a uh brewski with uh this this answer is easy for me i mean Almost as easy as saying Josh Allen here, but I didn't want to go for the freebie. I I had to go with Kyle Orton, you know, Uncle Rico himself, you know, one of our heroes of the drought. I'm sure we'll do a drought spotlight on him at some point, but that dude was my hero. I mean, we had just gotten through, what, a year and a couple games at EJ Manuel. EJ. Tough year, yep. And then Kyle Orton with a big old mustache comes along. And a big old tummy to go with it. Yeah, dude. I mean, you went yeah. from someone with zero athlete or from like a ton of athleticism to zero athleticism and then started winning more games. <laughs> yeah. A, a hero to all chubby kids everywhere. You can play quarterback in the NFL if you have a bitch and mustache. You have a bitch and mustache, and you just have like no fear. And like we were talking about this earlier. Like Kyle Orton just he had like he had skull and the hand warmers and stuff. Like we were saying, how would you not want to be like one hundred percent on your game? And he's just like, Yeah, I'm gonna take a pinch of this chewing tobacco, take an edge off, and then throw a forty yarder to Sammy Watkins. Like, just <laughs> what what a legend, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Next up. Player you'd most likely let date your hypothetical daughter. It's a mouthful. Well, I would have to say Deion Dawkins. I mean, you know. I know that I'm not not close to childbearing age now, obviously. Yeah, no, we put the hypothetical in there because yeah. we, neither of us have kids, obviously. But I imagine, I imagine my, uh, I imagine myself uh, mating maybe with someone that uh, you know is a little bit more sensitive to the. Uh, <laughs> Why you got to use world the word itself. mating? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I colloquially. I know, I know. Yep. Um, so if I whatever, if I did end up. Um, being with someone, I think that they might like a little bit more of the sensitive things in life. And like, you know, if I had a daughter, I'd be like, yo, Dion, like that poetry, that poetry I read right there, dog. Like that, that was some deep stuff. Oh, you got I'd Dawkins? Like, yeah. You got Dawkins? I, yeah. Big, you big D, dude. You already should know. I, I'm sorry for the long, the long, you know, lead I into you, it. But I, I, I figured, I figured once you heard the poetry, you, you would know. What, what's up? Uh, dude, dude doesn't just write poetry. All that, those pieces that he's written for yeah, like the for athletic Players and stuff Tribune. like that. Players Tribune. Oh my gosh. So well written. Like, like dude gets it and dude loves Buffalo. 
I mean, you can't, you already know. You can't beat him. It's good. Uh, absolutely. I, so my answer for this one was Isaiah McKenzie. And I mean, how can you not love Isaiah McKenzie? You know, everyone does like amazing personality. He's got, he's always trying to play Fortnite. Also owns a barbecue restaurant down in Miami, I think. Really? Some part of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's yeah. from Miami. He's got something set up, you know, after football and stuff like that. He's, it just seems like a good dude. I mean, how can yeah. you not someone who just like, he's got a barbecue restaurant on the side. Seems like an interesting place for it. Renaissance man. Renaissance yeah. man for sure. And like, I mean, he plays a lot of positions, does a lot of stuff. Like, I think we should do that. Oh, in the future and, his, too. and his salsa is, is quite on point. Like he's got that salsa. Him and John Brown had some pretty good salsa moves in the end zone. Oh, I'm going to miss John did, Brown, man. but. Smokey, Smokey Brown. But. Oh yeah. RIP. I think that he's that would dead. be a he's good. He's just gone. <laughs> no, he's, just, he's in Oakland. He's basically dead. <laughs> well, Las Vegas, Las Vegas pardon. Yes, um, exactly. As long as John Gruden's there, he's not, he, he's not doing too much. Um, yeah. But no, okay. I think that that would be a cool segment to do in the future too, man. Like Bill's businesses. Cause like we talked about with Andre Smith yeah. with like the trucking and like, you know, Oh yeah. Isaiah right. McKenzie's got the barbecue. Like, yeah. That would be yeah. Cool. yeah. That's a, that's a good one. All right, next up, player you'd most enjoy tailgating with? Um, I'd have to pick Mr. Mr. Edward Oliver. You know, I feel like if I'm tailgating with someone, number one, I'm going to want some brews. I'm going to want a bro with a sick truck, you know, so we can have some tunes playing out there. You can have, you gotta have a, tailgate a grill potentially up there. Yeah, I can sit on a tailgate. Then also a dude's got a doom buggy. Like, you know, come on. And then also, you know, so you got doom buggies. Dips, brews. I mean, poor dude. He was just trying to have a chaw and spit on a beer bottle and, you know, whatever. State police in Texas ready to take the dude away. But if you went tailgating with me, Mr. Ed Oliver, we would have a great time, bud. I'd even, I yeah. got horses too, Ed. I'd have you up on one of those horses riding around, dude. Like, for sure. What about you, Johnny? I, I'd have to go with Mr. Colton Schmidt. Don't know much Yo. about the guy. <laughs> but... I mean, I, I I heard about that story that surfaced a couple of years ago when he got cut. He was he was seen tailgating with fans outside the stadium before <laughs> the next game, right after he got cut. And I I I the dude the dude's got to love tailgating or the Bills or something to do that. So I mean, seems like the inevitable choice. Oh man, <laughs> respect for him. Honestly, I'm sure Bills fans weren't even mad. They're were probably like, "Oh, Colton, bud, <laughs> we miss you." <ya." laughs> All right, that is it for this episode. If you guys are enjoying the podcast so far, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you leave us a five-star review, we'd be eternally grateful. It goes a long way, believe me. Check us out on Twitter at NotBillsPodcast and give us a follow, but only if you hate the Patriots. Feel free to tweet at us with your opinions and we might read them on the show. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you back here next week. Go Bills.